Wrapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor, Nebraska Football Hall of Famer. Blitz is on. Taylor picks it up. Fires. Touchdown, Nebraska. Canadian Football League Grey Cup champion. Taylor again, wide open. And first-team All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. Five for Steve Taylor. That is a new Nebraska record. Two-time Nebraska High School track and field state runner-up and two-time captain for the University of Nebraska Kearney track and field team, Enrique Alvarez-Clary, better known as Rico. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Rappin' with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. All right, happy Wednesday out there to everybody. You might notice I do not sound like Rico. I'm not Rico. He is out today. I'm Jake Bachman filling in for Rico, but we still have All-American quarterback Steve Taylor to my left, and he's got a guest that he's going to uh, introduce as well. Yes, yes. Uh, as I walked in the studio, I didn't see that there was a bunch of students inside, and I kind of walked through their little presentation, DP. But anyway, we got a young gentleman. What school are you from, buddy? Uh, Park Middle School. Park Middle School. Now, this kid loves school so much, loves Husker football, that he has his favorite teacher that he wants to say something to. So this is Jacob. Jacob, what school are you from? Uh, Park Middle School. Park Middle School. What grade? Um, I'm in eighth grade. Oh, cool. What's your favorite rapper? Uh, I don't have one. You don't? No. What's your favorite football team? Uh, Cornhuskers. Cornhuskers? That's yeah. good. Well, why don't you tell us about your favorite teacher and what you want to say to him or her and, 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 and go from there. The mic is yours. Go ahead. My, te- my favorite teacher is Mr. Zappa, and he teaches us U.S. history. All right. Shout and out Mark? to Mr. Zappa, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you like about him? What's uh, so special just, about him? He just teaches really well and makes it a fun way to learn. Hmm. Well, that's good. So you're learning stuff, and you don't feel like you're learning. Yeah. Well, cool. So you guys on a field trip or what? Yeah. So- We're on a field trip. I'm not in on a field trip with Mr. Zappa's class, Yeah. but I still want to just give him a shout out on the radio. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, how was it today? Did you have a good time? Yeah. You want to be a broadcaster or a radio personality like Bach here? Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking right now? you have a future goal in mind quite yet? Uh, my, the furthest I plan to head is high school, and mm. I just want to go into IB. Okay. Yeah. What's that now? You want to do what? IB, International Baccalaurean for oh. high school. There you go. Yeah, he's got, so he's got some immediate plans. He does. Well, cool. Well, Jacob, thanks for coming by, and uh, that's, that's cool to shout out. It's nice to have good favorite teachers. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. my man. You take care. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. Now we can, now <laughs> we can yeah. get to some business, right? I can usher him out. It's yeah. always good to get a favorite uh, teacher shout out, though. You've got some teachers over the years, Steve, that you, uh, you Ooh, particularly want to embrace. Miss Garland, there sixth grade, go. Bethune Elementary in Fresno, California. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, who else? Um, Gary Player was a, actually he was, a, he was a football coach and a history Teacher in Lincoln High School. Okay. Yeah, so I had a, I had a few. Yeah, it's always yeah. fun to, to, to kind of remember on your favorite teachers. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you're saying, you know, the best teachers can take a, a subject you're otherwise not too interested in and make it easy and fun to learn. Absolutely. It's better. It's like working. It's like if you love what you do, you don't feel like you're working. So, yeah. Anyway, man, I'm glad you're here. We're going to see how you do. We got, um, I don't know, 1A, 1, 1A, 1B. 
Yeah, you see right. where you fall? <laughs> see where you rank? No, I like you. Good, good. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe the show goes a little bit different uh, without Rico here, but we can still have some fun. And we won't argue. Rico likes to argue with me. Yeah, so, maybe yeah. maybe I'll play Rico and just play devil's advocate. Oh, no, I don't, I don't like to argue. I don't like to argue. No drama. Oh, okay. No maybe drama. We'll, we'll keep so, the drama out of here. We'll keep it out. Uh, cool. Unfortunately, we're, we're going to start, though, with uh, <laughs> a loss <laughs> that Nebraska took against Maryland, 13-10. to 10. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get your initial thoughts. Of course, it's very interesting altogether. You want to talk you. about the game, actually? I just want I, I do. <laughs> I want to at least kind of get your thoughts on an eight-turnover game. Neither eight team turnovers. wanted that one, did they? Too many, man. Yeah. Too many. No, it's uh, to make a long story short, we can go, we can break it down. I, I, I've actually been breaking down that last series. You know, obviously that yeah. cost us the game. I mean, there's many plays throughout the course of the game, and obviously that was a crucial, crucial situation and crucial drive. So we can break that down if you'd like to do that. But uh, you know, once again, unfortunately, it was an opportunity missed. Um, we had the game won. We really did, and it was just an opportunity missed, and uh, you just can't miss those opportunities. So now they got to, they got to what the final stretcher is going to be tough, you know, Wisconsin and Iowa. And uh, so it kind of changes the mood of the whole season a little bit, yeah. which is why I was talking about this last week on the show that I don't want to talk too much about this six, about the bold eligibility and the bold being bold eligible because it's a lot, it's, it means a lot more having a successful year. It's not all, always about the W's and L's, the wins and losses, but um, you know, we want to end on a positive note. And right now, you know, with the two losses, and the way they the way they've come about, you know, kind of sours the season a little bit. They can still rectify it, still change it, but uh, it's going to be a tough tough task. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of sad that, and I know I've, I've heard you and Rico kind of talking about debating is you know six <laughs> wins something to celebrate, anyways. But I mean that's kind of where you are at, at Nebraska right now is that two games remaining. Obviously, you want, to, yeah. you want seven, um, and and that could be considered at least you know on the positive side. And if you lose a bowl game at that point, you still have yeah. at least a winning season. Um, but you are where you are. And so at, at this point, um, you know, a couple opportunities still to get a victory. But I wanted to ask you, and, and obviously different situation, you you are a bit of better of a quarterback, and I can say that. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, than yeah. what we've got at Nebraska yeah. and I had, situation and I, going on. And right I had pretty good coaching, so right. that's what it's all and about. And the program, just, you know, yeah. everything, just basically everything right. except for Memorial Stadium is different about the situations. Yeah. But it's still... Kind of interesting to see a game where three quarterbacks go in, three quarterbacks throw an interception. <laughs> have you ever have you ever been part or even like the opposing no. team seen no. that type of rotation, that type of No. In, in, <laughs> in my twenty years, let me tell you, in my twenty years of football, I've experienced more stuff at Nebraska that I've never seen happen. Pop Warner, midget, <laughs> freshman, sophomore, JV, senior, college, and pro. I've never seen stuff like this. And that's what's really sad, and that's what hurts me as a player and as a quarterback. Now, we could all play armchair quarterback, and I'm literally an, an armchair quarterback. So I know, I have an idea of what's going on. Yeah. And I, I can dissect plays, dissect situations. And that last series was so fundamentally wrong in, in all facets. It just blows my mind that that, that occurred. And I feel sorry for the players. You know, uh, I was fortunate enough to play for great offensive coordinators and great coaches, and they made great and they made good, solid decisions, and they they help you look better as as a as a as a as a player. So, to me, a head coach and a coordinator should put all their players in a position to be successful mm-hmm. and work within the scheme and their talents and their the abilities and and that kind of stuff. So it really hurts me when I see. 
uh, a player get put in situations where there's a high, there's not a high percentage of him to be successful. And uh, so that, that's what hurts the most. And that's why I've been talking to people. Um, we can break, we can break this down. And I listened to Rob Zadica break it down and everything. Cause you don't really know exactly what their scheme was. You don't really know what play was called. You don't really know what the quarterback reads are and the receivers. I do to some degree because I played that position and we have green zone plays and I can break it down to like what I thought it was and what occurred. And, but the bottom line is simply this with the game, with the season, the way it's in uh, the quarterback situation, the way it is and the time of the game, there is absolutely no way that a quarterback should be throwing a football that time. I'm talking, I believe when you look back at it, it was first and five or first and 10. Am I correct? Yeah. Right. So with what, two minutes left on the clock? Yeah. There's about three minutes. Left, okay. Yeah. Three minutes left on the clock. Here's what the coaches that I've coached with would have done collegially and really pro because that's my last, you know, remembrance of things. Mm-hmm. They would have gone to the, the place kicker. That's what they would have done. Oh, yeah. They would have gone to the place kicker and say, where would you like to have the ball? Huh. Left hash, right hash, in the, or in the middle of the field. Right? Yeah. That's what they would have done from, from the very beginning. So the kicker would have told the offensive coordinator, and they say, fine. So then the offensive coordinator would design a play. Not design a play. We, had, we practiced this throughout the course of the week. First of all, the first concept is you don't want to risk turning a football over. So throwing a pass is out of it, right? You want to take as much time off the clock as you possibly can. And so what you would do is, and to even go further with it, you don't even want to hand the ball off, right? Because you're first and 10. You're gonna, it's, a, it's a chip shot, right? Mm-hmm. right? So you just tell the quarterback, take the snap, because you don't want to risk a fumble, a quarterback running back to exchange. Yeah. You would just take the snap. And you would go left or right, depending on what hash or where or where the um, kicker place kicker will want want to kick from. And you take the snap, you take a couple steps to the right, left, or right in the middle, and you stand up as long as you can to run the clock down. Yeah. And then you just kneel down. Mm. You kneel down. That's the first play. Then it's what second and six or second and you know yeah, eleven or twelve, probably. wherever yeah, they yeah. were at the time, right? And you do that for three plays, and you position it right where the kicker was. And then you, you know, you have your, play, you have your PAT. Lead, yeah. you, you, you kick the field goal, and you put Maryland in a situation where it's a lot more stressful, right? You run, you run as much clock, clock out as you possibly can, and you know you, you got to get a defensive stop. Yeah, and you got the victory. It's done. So that's the first thing that should have happened. I don't care about the rub play. Was it a you know? First of all, and, and this, I'm gonna break this down again. I was telling my wife about this. If it was a rub play, I don't know if you know what a rub play mm-hmm. is, right? It's like a design pick. Yeah, it's a pick. The offense calls it a rub. The defense calls it a pick. Okay. However you want to call it. We call yeah. it a rub route, right? right? right, right. Now, in order, and we practice this in the green zone. So, in order to run a rub route, you need two season receivers. It, it helps if you have two season receivers. You got a slot back and you got a wide out. And then we practice this. And they will time it so it doesn't look like a bad pick where you get an illegal pick. You've seen that, right? right? Yeah, yeah. They have a natural rub. And then sometimes the slot guy is wide open, right? Because they get a natural rub, the defender gets blocked, and you, you, it's a easy. That's what you're doing in the green zone, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say that was a play. First of all, they got two young receivers out there, which I'm sure they haven't worked on it, right? Now, you got a quarterback that has to read it, which has limited reps. Yeah, You know he hasn't practiced this, right? Because the, 
the defense against that is for them to switch it. The halfback and the corner will switch it because they know it's going to be an inside-out route, and they don't want to get picked. Mm -hmm. So typically when you have two veteran defensive back and a halfback or two corners, they will communicate, hey, we're just going to switch it. If they come out, one go in, one goes out, I'm going to stay outside, you stay inside, it's done. Covered. Yeah. Then that's when the quarterback would make his read and go to the next, go to go to, go to the play side. But you would need an experienced quarterback to know all the options of what could happen, right? So even with that, play in mind is not a good decision because you got a young quarterback and you got young receivers. And the communication is going to look like what it looked like. Yeah. Was it a slant? Was it not a slant? Was it a rub? Was it was it a corner out? You know? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so that's what makes it really, really tough because you don't put your quarterback and your receivers in a good position to be successful. Yeah, that's what I and I, and I heard people say. You know, maybe it was there they switched to it because there was man coverage and all that. Yeah. Um. And so I understand, like on paper, X's into those that might make some sense. But with the personnel you have, you don't do it. And the timing, especially like you're talking about, uh, just didn't make any sense to me. And it was you don't do it. It was done so poorly <laughs> that it was tough to tell who was throwing the ball to it. Well, yeah, and that court. I mean, and and what could happen is that. If it's a poorly thrown route and you see them switch it, then the quarterback has a chance. I'm just going to throw you a quick slant. But you got to have communication with the wideout. You got to work with each other that he will settle down and catch it and not run right to the guy because you don't want to lead him into it. He could pick it. Yeah. So you got to. It's, it's the window is is very very small to be successful. And like I say, those guys are not experienced enough and have the wherewithal to make those decisions, especially on a normal day. And then with the with the game situation like it was, they're just. You're not putting him in a good, a good situation to be successful. So that hurts as a player. and Because it should have been a win. It should have been a win. Now, obviously, Purdy, a very different situation, again, than than what you were in at Nebraska. But would it feel? <laughs> did you feel um, maybe at least in, in the way they're saying it is going for a win? As a quarterback, you're in that situation. You <laughs> talked about what you would do. If they told you we're going to kneel it down and not necessarily believe in you to uh, run the normal I, I want that. You're okay. I want, you're going to take the lead. I want to win the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to win the game. So whatever we got to do to win the game. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was called in when I played pro when I was backing up Doug Flutie. I came in and did special teams. I mean, I came in and did goal line stuff. I would run – like what you see Philadelphia, that was me. Okay. They would take Doug Flutie out. I would come in and do a quarterback scene because I was bigger and wedge and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I didn't like it, but – that was my role, yeah. And we want to win the game, so that's what I did. Mm. You know, so no, you want to win a football game. Yeah. I mean, you got you got three. You got, you got the whole game as a quarterback to win the game and, and to do what you need to do. So if I gotta lose three or four yards on a quarterback kneel down and for us to get an easy field goal and put my place kicker in the best position possible, I'm good. I'm good yeah. with that, and not risk a, a bad exchange between you and a running back. And it fumbles. I've been there. I lost. A, I didn't have a bad exchange, but I lost a game against Florida State that way. Um, two minutes left on the clock on a one-yard line in the Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. We score. We're up by 11 points. Tyrese Knox, unfortunately, fumbles the ball on the one-yard line, and it goes from there. But there's a yeah. lot of things that happen after that. You know, we lost at 4th right. and 22. But, you, you know, we could have just done a quarterback sneak. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we got big eye backs, and, I, and, and Tyrese had scored a couple of times in the previous, you know, in the game. So it was a safe play. And it still, we still, still had a fumble. So it was just tough to watch because that was a must win for the Huskers. Yeah, Nebraska yeah. now sitting at five and five, obviously. Just two more opportunities to get bowl eligible. We'll take a quick break here. This is wrapping with Rico and former <laughs> All American quarterback Steve Taylor, even though Rico not. Yeah, we're wrapping with Bach. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't sound quite as nice. It doesn't come off the tongue quite as well, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk more uh, Husker football coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket.